Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. Podcast 113 randomly happened. We're at Batavia Downs right now in the parking lot. Uh, find me on Twitter at Numb Bills Fan. Live from the van, it's Numb Bills Fan Podcast. I'm Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter. Check us out at numbillsfan.com. Every Wednesday, we do a live show with our friends at billsforlife.com. Check out our Facebook page for more info on that and join us every Wednesday at 7. We're also brought to you by ShadyRays.com. Punch in the promo code NUMBILLSFAN to get 25% out. Also, don't forget, we're brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. Our main man saying Tripoli on that shit. He just dropped a comedy album. Get your ass on it. Get on iTunes. Get it. It's going to be awesome. Diabolical by Sam Tripoli. Get it. Follow him. Check out their podcast at PunchDrunk on Twitter. That's our people. We pulled Drew Gear aside from Rock Power Report, and we had a great time with him in the Batavia Downs parking lot, and we did a fast 25. Recording in the van. <laughs> Recording in the van. Check out our boy Drew at Rock Power Report on Twitter. This is Drew Gear from the Rock Power Report. I'll tell you, my biggest concern with the Buffalo Bills right now, if, you, if I had to name number one, it's for Doug Whaley's career. What it comes down to right now is that he's about to be replaced by some guy from the Panthers, according to popular reports. What I'll say is Jason Lacafora. This is the most important draft to Doug Whaley's career. He has got to hit a home run in a load what is a loaded defensive draft and wide receiver draft, which would seem to fit our needs. And if he can't if he can't do the job the Bills seem prepared to move on from him. They really do. And it seems like they've got a qualified candidate to replace him. I, I mean, I I don't love Doug Whaley. I don't hate Doug Whaley. I always promote continuity. Because if you're the franchise, it's constantly replacing your GM. You know where you, you know how many wins you get? Not many. You know how many franchise quarterbacks you land? Not many. Do you know how many franchise players you land? Not many. At the end of the day, I want Doug Whaley to win this draft, not only for us as fans, but for the team and for his own livelihood. Dave, what do you think? Well, I honestly think that uh, I'm a big Doug Whaley supporter and because I like continuity and I like keeping the, the front office intact and when i think about the front office getting flopped on its head i start thinking okay well if they only keep x amount of guys and they don't totally clean house and it doesn't work in two years people are going to be going well these guys aren't out too so now we got to get rid of them no and then there's still some lag guys well they were on before see russ brandon and my point is is if we do this front office shuffling thing i got to admit it's going to suck and number two if there's one knock you can, you really can knock Doug on, is he isn't nailing the first-round picks. No, he has not landed. Hey, Grant and Chuck Lawson was the thing. 
But but he has not landed on his first-round draft picks. Now, mind you, he hasn't hit a lot of them. But I also believe that the strength of this draft fits into Doug Whaley's wheelhouse because you do not... If Mike Williams isn't there, Malik Hooker, Reuben Foster, Jamal Adams, if those four guys are all off the board, you absolutely trade back with whoever will offer you anything. Especially if you can get that fourth-round pick back. I you get a even, even if you pick, can get a sixth-round pick to move back a slot, a I think A fourth-round pick and maybe, maybe something else. But that's the thing. You fill up. This is a deep draft. You can find playmakers in almost every level of the draft after this, you know, first second round. You're still seeing guys who can make an impact. I honestly believe that there is the value of this draft belongs to trading back. If we take the number ten pick and we reach, I will be beside myself. Yeah, but dude, it's like it's like when you want to have an affair, it takes two to tango. So, um, really, you got it. People want to put – I don't like to put a stock in anything on draft day of trading back. The only stock I will say with Doug Wavy that I love is, hey, we liked Rex Ryan because he was easy material to talk about. He was great with the media, and he was great for the fans because he helped put Buffalo on the map. I'm sorry. Buffalo was starting to get more popularity, but Shane Gailey years was like darkness. And you had a depleted roster, and we are not too far removed from that. And I really have said it all, multiple times. I think it starts with Buddy Nixon. He doesn't get enough credit. And people forget how bad the roster was. And last I checked, this guy is constantly bringing in people and stuff and, and trying. And that's what I like. And how can you say he's not nailing? You have Zach Brown and Lorenzo Alexander in on one-year deals, and they well, play Dave, themselves into go shopping around well, multiple Dave, teams. Dave, I'll argue with you for a second. He's not nailing his draft picks. He's winning free agency. But it's really only is. one, no, no, it's no, no, only no, one no, part, listen to, though. Li- listen to me. His draft picks have not stuck around for the long term. But his free agent just gems that he's, he's dug out of nowhere. The, he's a scout. So what he does is he goes into free agency and he scouts these free agents. And he picks out the guys that he thinks can best fit the team. That's why you've seen guys year after year after year under Doug Whaley. Who he brings in as a free I called Zach Brown as a good free agent. Right off the bat, he was Doug playing. Wavy he was playing. He was playing a. And don't let Bills fanatics Pierre Wa- take that out of my mouth. Doug, he Wavy was playing. Zach him. Brown was playing a, not Reggie Ragland. Now, and there's no way Reggie Ragland would have matched Zach Brown's, Brown's production. Sorry, what, what not I'll as a rookie. Say is this. You look at what he's done. Most of his production has come from scouting other free agents. It's not come in the draft. His drafts haven't left us with any real playmakers. What you end up with is a system where it's predominantly run by guys who, for the lack of a better term, were brought in off the street. You can't win like that, though, because eventually that puts you in the sailor cap situation that we're in right now, which is why this this, this is the draft that will prove whether or not Doug Whaley is worthy of continuing to be our general manager. Think about it. You're you're 100% right because they have six picks, and they might not, because of salary cap reasons, want to get another pick. If they don't, and you can get six solid picks, you know, I'm down because, frankly, 
That cap, you looked it up on SpotTrack.com. That cap for the rookies for the 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 draft is about six point one to six point two mil, right? So we got that set a lot. Five to play with. It's the it's the it's the cheapest one. Five million dollars to play with. It's the cheapest way to go. You're one hundred percent right. That said, if you go to the draft, here's the thing though: is if you evaluate a draft, you got to go three years. Well. Who was who was Doug Whaley's first pick? Well, Watkins? Hang on, but here's what I'll tell you. Now, early on in the offseason process, here's what I, here's a something that I swore. Here's something I swore up and down. Early on in the offseason process, I swore that if you were a smart GM, there was a couple moves that you would make. And that was restructuring the contracts of Marcel Darius, of Cordy Glenn. Maybe you re-sign Eric Wood to a long-term tra- contract, and then you restructure it down the road to lower the cap hit for this season. You can't do Cordy's line this early. Hang on. Instead, they didn't do either one of those. Why? Because ultimately, I think that this team is content to ride out this season with a very limited roster. They're going to bring in a ton of undrafted free agents. They're going to bring in... You know they're, they're probably going to try to trade back in the draft and get multiple draft picks to fill holes. I think ultimately they're viewing this this season, which sucks for season ticket holders, as a year where we can still be competitive, but we're not going to go to our max as far as spending to the cap. Spent competitively, you got to at least save a few mil. For emergencies. What it is is they're going to let everything roll over to next year where there is going to be a ton of cap room. And next year when there's a shitload of cap room and we re-sign Sammy Watkins, we're going to sign him to a deal before he even for, hits free agency. Why? Because he, we traded up two picks to get him. If we let him go for nothing or let him go to free agency, that's a loss by Doug you know what? You know what, Doug Whaley, we could do if but, people are dead set? But that's if Doug Whaley's – that's if – Doug Whaley's the GM. Yo, if Sammy Watkins can actually put, this might be shit on the wall, if Sammy Watkins can actually put, like, eight elite games in a row together, bet your ass that they hit him with the it's smart move would be hit him with, hey, not only are we going to pick up your option, but we want to send you an extension. So next year, instead of your two mil you're going to get, your, your last year of your deal and your fifth year, we're going to throw you up. Another five mil. So next year you're going to get paid five, and then the following year you're going to get they paid. They tried to do that with nine Gilmore. mil. You, they tried to do that with Gilmore. Did they? And you saw how that worked. What happened? He's a fucking New England Patriot. Yeah, That's but did happened. they actually try to extend it? Did they try to extend him last year? They did. They and actually he did. Said no. He wanted top cornerback money. Here's the deal, though: is Gilmore was a lot more proven than Watkins, and and a lot of people might take a flyer on Watkins. And to be frankly, frank, frankly, to be frank with you. When people tell me, oh, well, we got to pay Watkins. I don't give a fuck about paying Watkins. You know, you know why I don't give a fuck about paying Watkins? Because shit happens in the NFL. And if he's hurt and hurt and hurt, I can't get mad at him because I don't believe in injury prone. Oh, to no. I, d- but, I don't believe but at the same time, the guy for being hurt. At the same time, I don't. Other people can fall off. Other I people. Had a, I had a diatribe this can't year. Can't believe it. I had a diatribe this year on Facebook Live. In front of what turned out to be an audience of 175 live viewers. That's pretty sick. And over 3,000 views. When it came to Sammy Watkins being injured, 
There was a lot of Bills fans tweeting at him, talking shit. Like, oh, Sammy, you suck. Sammy, you're this, Sammy. The guy's a fucking competitor, okay? And he goes out there and he sells it every week. It's not his fault. And you know what? It's not Tyrod's fault. As much as I love to bag on him, as much as I beat the shit out of Tyrod Taylor, it's not his fault that our team is where it is. It resides at the GM level. So, Doug Whaley, this is your chance to win your job. If you don't, there are going to be guys who will line up to take your job. And you can't be shocked by that. If you underperform year over year over year and put a subpar football team out there, you have to understand that eventually the owner who wants to win something will replace you. That's where we're at. We're at a point now where Doug Whaley may have actually worn out his welcome. He is, I mean, he's... I disagree. I disagree. By his own admission, okay? Dave, I know you disagree. By his own admission, he's a scout first. He loves to scout players. He loves to scout free agents. He loves to scout talent. That's his background. He's a very good scout. I'm never going to take that away from him. But... When it comes to GMing a football team, has he gotten the job done? Has he found us the building blocks that we need to dig ourselves out of this? I, I will and get say, ourselves into relevance I will there? say yes, and it starts with Buddy Nix. And the first thing Buddy Nix did was cut the dead weight when he came in, and Whaley was grooming under him. And what I found great was Buddy Nix talked about signing their own and the decisions they made of getting rid of guys. Marshawn Lynch was not resigning. No, at all. They got something for him while they could. Lee Evans were like, what the fuck are you doing? Drayton Florence, he was tweeted out. Does this team want to win? Some bullshit. Well, Lee Evans fucking flopped. What I'm trying to say is we have actually kept our own for the most part. Jarris Bird, what's happened? Andy Levitri, you know what? Hey, he got paid a king's ransom. Same with Paul Pazlesny. Everyone who's left the Bills, you're right to a point. Everyone who's left the Bills... Levitri ain't worth like going on contract. to suck, but that stands to question the draft of guys draft he didn't draft though. Man, but but Doug Way we had nothing to do with drafting Jerusburg. Doug Way we didn't the, draft them. This is what, what I mean. This is my point. The former GM was bad at his job, so he got fired. He produced Who, guys Nicks? like Je- he produced guys. He didn't get fired. He got moved. And he they elevated moved. Doug Whaley. He got he got fired. I've gotten moved a couple of times. Yeah, Adam's gotten moved a couple of times. So, Jerry's Bird. Sorry, Andy Levitri. All those guys, they left the Bills, and they might as well be the next fucking peerless price. Well, because guess what? They're nobodies. They are nobodies. Levitri's back the- on his game, though. Oh, Levitri! He played well for a Super Bowl team right up until he fucking didn't. Okay, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what you're left with is a GM who has not drafted anyone relevant to the NFL. The GM doesn't coach defense, man. I don't care about coaching. I care about talent. Oh, yeah, t- what are you what talking I about? See, you, have, you, have, you have pro bowlers that were brought in on one-year contracts. Yep. And they found him in free agency because he's a good But scout. the draft, if you were to peck it out and draw a board, 
You have if GMing is this big outline from here to here, and you're going to split it just simply in quarters, which is scout. you got draft. Because he's a great you scout. You got draft and undrafted guys. Because you got free agency, and you got trade. So the roster goes can scout talent go from through, anywhere. and they all produce. But Who doesn't produce that he's brought in? But the problem is, is that I can on Polly. If you're the GM. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. Yeah, I'm sorry. I could pick a couple names. But at the end of the day, you're talking about a guy who hasn't. None of his. Look at the previous drafts that he has had control over. None of those guys are on the friggin' roster. What draft? None of them are here. What draft? The two. The EJ, the EJ Manuel draft? No. Allegedly, he didn't allegedly. have Allegedly. Allegedly. about allegedly, okay? Allegedly. At the end of the day, no one's here anymore. Right. Doug, this is this is Doug's Alamo. This is it. This hey, is the hey, last Hey, hey, Dougie. And if he doesn't pull it off. This is a draft to do it, Doug. This is a, this is a draft a where draft. you can look at your need and actually just be like, Ray fucking Charles. Linebacker of 10 from Alabama. I think he's fast. He might work. I don't know who they got. But I think this is a slam dunk draft for him. And if they take a receiver that early, I'll say that this. tells me that the front office, frankly, has a big hand in this, this shit wide still. Receiver as far as the marketing. is deep. This D-back class yeah. is deep. We've talked about it on the Rock Power Report podcast. Where can we find times. you, Drew? Let them know. Rockpowerreport.podbean.com. Ultimately... We or on Twitter at Rockpile Report. Ultimately, what it comes down to is there's depth in this draft. There is at, at defensive back, safety, cornerback, and wide receiver. Those are the three positions. It turns out those align with our needs. So this is the chance for Doug Whaley to prove that he knows what he's doing. And that this is a this should be a layup for him, is what you're saying. Be, this draft. This is a layup, a layup for him for and Manos. And if it's not, and if the guys that we draft in this draft do not produce, then there is absolutely no reason that he shouldn't be excused. I'll give it to you. I don't know, man. I don't think. Yeah, if you want to judge a draft and it takes three years, are we going to wait three years to fire Doug Whaley? Nope. I'm going to wait one year. Now, here's if those here's, guys don't produce, he's gone. Here's the one common problem that we're hearing, and it's from Jason Lacanfora, which take that how you want. Could be erroneous. But we're hearing now that he wants to bring in his own guy from Carolina. And there's a dude that was under Polian, who is, I believe, the, I forgot the Carolina GM's name. He used to work under Polian. And now he's a GM. So I wonder, with that little tree, maybe they kind of trust where the guy under him came from, if I'm making any sense. The guy under the GM of Carolina. I'm drawing blanks. I don't, know that, I don't know that that's actually the situation. Here's what I think. What I think, it's not so much a situation where they, they're trying to undermine Doug Whaley. I don't think that at all. What I think is they see something that's not working. And they look at what the Panthers organization has been, and they see an organization that's built itself up from, you know, if it wasn't for a lot of key injuries last year, they might have been in some free agent losses. They might have been competitive last year. They went to the Super Bowl the year before. What did Carolina do? So why can't their, you know, president of pro personnel become a GM? That's how you get to being a GM. So why not elevate? The, why not elevate Manos if he's ahead of pro player personnel? Because Manos is garbage and he's been with the organization for too long. No, he hasn't at all. Actually, he oh. came. He came in with. 
he because he came in Doug Marone's second year because when reports were coming out that he didn't get along with remember that blowout they had in training camp and where he's like Russ you can fire me now Ugh, all sorts of shit remember Doug Marone was flipping mm-hmm. out yeah Doug Marone in his presser goes why would I have anything bad to say about your models I was with him in New Orleans shit I recommend him what I'm saying is is if your job is to find the pro players that produce that means he found Lorenzo Alexander that means he found Zach Brown, how can you just na- how can you just say he's shit? But he has to draft well, and if you don't yes, spend your draft currency well, that will get you fired. Every it gets day your salary cap all fucked up. It will fuck up your sal- yes, salary, which cap, is where we're at, and that's what determines who is it, who and, and, is, and, and who is not. And, a and everybody man. says, everybody says, um, average fans, us too, we're guilty of it. Just sign so how the hell is it? it's like yo, you can't have. Ten vet minimum guys right now, like before the season when you're trying to find starters and stuff. You can't. You can't have all vet minimum guys because it's just not efficient. You would love to have the smartest football players you can have, and I would rather have the guy that's played in the year for three years, but now you're going to have to pay him one-something million a year instead well, of the, instead of the fourth-round draft pick. That's what we did right. last year, exactly. and now we're seeing it. We I can see your pay. point. I can see your we point. We pay for it. The drafting needs to step the fuck the up The drafting now. has to step up now. I'm glad that you can agree with no, me. No, I'm, I'm trying to look at it from that Give me a high-five. Give me a high-five, you motherfucker. Yeah! I, I, I agree with it to a point. Woo! I still think you have to recognize You still have to recognize his job. What does he ask to do, Manos and Wavy? Bring in talent on the team, and I'm sorry, but... You can go through the roster, and you can see a lot of guys that were brought the fuck in that during the Jaron years and Gailey years, oh, you can say did not trash, stick. Trash. So, so, so it's like, but, but, but I think, Whaley I think it's has, like, but Whaley has to earn that. Dude, Whaley has to prove we're in the Marvin Lewis situation where Whaley we're has, not satisfied with just Whaley, making it past the first round. Whaley has to prove that he can draft guys who stick in the NFL, and if he can do that, because. Unbeknownst to most Bills fans, most of the guys who hemorrhage off our team, this is the first year that I think like we've lost multiple receivers who went on to sign big contracts. Most of the guys leave the Bills Do nothing. and never play in football right. again. Good point. That is not good, good football. That's not a good job as a GM. You drafted that guy and no one else in football wants him. Oh, it's infuriating. See the Lions. Exactly. Years ago, you you are the Lions. See the Lions years ago. years ago. It took you like ten tries to nail Calvin Johnson, and then he just decides to Barry Sanders. Fuck this! Yeah, and then he's go like, into fuck the this. I'll just retire. <laughs> We're not going to win. So ultimately, what you end up at is the this, Bills need to get Calvin Johnson out of retirement. This, this is Doug Whaley. Doug Whaley's Alamo. trading a first round pick for Calvin this Johnson's right. Doug Whaley's Alamo. <laughs> this draft right here, Bills fans, don't get me wrong. Don't be sweeping on Drew. This, but. This is his Alamo. If we're going to win, it's going to be under Doug Whaley. It's going to be because of this draft because he knocks it out of the park. And if he doesn't, I would not be shocked if Jason Lockham Forner's report on him being replaced does not come to fruition. That's the bottom line because Drew Gear said so, and I'm out. That's Drew Gear. Drop that mic, Drew. All right. Well, yo, Drew, say what's up. Say where you're back from. And just so anybody knows, real quick, we're going to let you all go. But there was some quick fi- draft thoughts. We got a draft show coming up um, with, with Ryan Lasel and uh, Roster Sports Network. 
Do you know details about the draft show? Oh, Pretty absolutely. Much tell, tell us the details on Guys, it. Guys, people, show up at Batavia Downs. We're going to be hanging on the 34 Rush. There's drink specials. That's There's where we're prizes. at right now in the, in the parking prizes. lot. There's There's all kinds of shit going on at the bar. You'd be dumb to not I'm get, I got two fuel pumps in my van right here. You can see. <laughs> All right, well, we just cut out because uh, shit happens. But anyways, we're in the TV Downs parking lot. Numb Bills fan is giving away some fuel pumps that are broken. And a little toe strap over here if you want it for a giveaway one day. But, uh, Drew, <laughs> what's up with this draft show at 34 Rush the coming up? draft show at 34 Rush. You guys show up at Batavia Downs, 7 o'clock draft night, both Thursday and Friday. There's going to be drink specials, food specials, giveaways. It's a fucking riot. Why wouldn't you want to be there? Plus, you're going to get to see me, you're going to get to see Adam, you're going to get to see Dave. You're going to get to see all of your favorite Buffalo Bills podcasting personalities live and in person here just getting drunk talking about the draft. And I don't think Drew even does coke. (laughs) I wish he would lift. (laughs) Guys, I'm Drew Gear. That's Adam. That's Dave Palermo. And this has been Drew Gear on the Bills Fan Podcast. Mic drop, Drew. Fuck the fuck off and get the fuck out of it. <laughs> All right, I'll see you, dog. Good I seeing you. I tried, to, I tried for the dramatic exit. Well, I should pause this. I fucking tried to open the door. I'm like, nope, it doesn't open. Well, hey, he's not a coke guy. All right, well, we're back. We got Deacon on the mic right now. Did a little bit of editing. Yeah, get the I shit was, together. Uh, yeah. We edited an episode of Numb Bills Fan Podcast. Mark that down. It's not going to happen for another two years. Yeah, for real. But uh, it's just not our style, though. We 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 set it and forget it, man. We turn it on, do our do our thing, speak our piece, turn it off. There will be some video content of this up, which yeah, should be yeah. pretty funny. You know what? Like I I actually zoomed in on your hand while you were waving it around. No, you didn't. I got like the numb bills fam, like Shut Guido cam going on. It's fucking awesome. So you got the Guido cam? I got the Guido cam, man. <laughs> Woo, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know how I am about those hairy Italians. It, it takes one to know one, baby. It's sweeter than than Sunday's sauce, baby. Drew was great. He has a lot of energy. What did you think about what he had to say? Could you disagree with either side or like he kind of actually has me turning on Doug Wheelie a little bit. I'm not gonna no, lie. I mean, he's he's it, absolutely it, right that like if he doesn't if he doesn't completely nail this draft, it's it's game over. I mean, you know you've you've had the EJ Manuel thing is a first round pick. You can argue what who's that who's was Buddy Nix's late. Oh, okay, you can okay. you can argue whose that was, um, but I I think if he would have played a little bit better football. Doug Whaley would have been first in line to be like, "Oh yeah, that's my boy EJ. Got got EJ twenty thirteen. That you know what I mean? I think that was kind of like set up as a cushion. It's like, well, here we're, we're going to take your first swing, and it's not going to count against you if you miss. Like he he was caught in the transition thing. Now here's what I do want to bring up about about Doug Whaley. This is what popped into my head while I was sitting in the back filming you guys. Um, he's got to be a pretty all right dude to be around because i mean think about who he's had to win over since he's been there he's he's had kind of a kind of a tall task as the general manager of the buffalo bills he he won over ralph wilson before he passed away and secured the job ralph passed there was a transition period the estate was was in control of the team 
The Pagulas bought it, and he won the Pagulas over. They didn't say, hey, well, you know, we're going to bring in somebody else. We're going to keep you. We're going to keep you. We're going to keep Russ Brandon. We're going to – we think you guys are doing doing a good thing here. Because if they didn't think they were doing a good thing, they would they would have, you know – weighed their options out and found somebody else. This isn't their this is their first football team, but this is not their first professional sports franchise. Keep that in mind. So, that being said, this guy has won over Ralph Wilson, maintained his job through the ownership transition. He's been through what? Three head coaches now. And that that in and of itself, the whole coaching situation was a whole nother thing because you know, you're Initially, you know, you had you had this built up for the Mike Patton base three four defense. You switch over to Jim Schwartz's defensive coordinator, and you want to pull in some four three guys. Well, then you hire Rex Ryan and you keep him around for two years, and for his defense, you start bringing back the three four guys again. Now here comes Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott running a base four three. So guess what? The three four guys we've been pulling in with Rex Ryan for the last two years, not the best possible fit in theory. So now you gotta you gotta kind of flip flop again, and you know some guys some guys are better than the system. Some guys can can do it any which way, and those are the types of dudes that that really are the the big value players. And you know you guys were talking about Zach Brown, and that's one of the thing that's one of the question marks surrounding Zach Brown is like will he will he be able to even come close to what he did transitioning into another defensive system. I mean, Rex Ryan's defense is atypical. Like, it might not be the same cutting-edge defense that it once was, and we say that on this show all the time, cutting-edge, cutting-edge. But back when he was taking the Jets deep in the playoffs, yeah, that defense was some serious shit, boy. And, you know, it's always been a little atypical. Weird packages, weird looks. You know, you never know You never know who's coming and going, who's dropping you know, you got all these defensive backs blitzing all the time. You know, I and a lot of times I love watching the shit, but what we're doing with Sean McDermott is day and night. It's apples and oranges. It's not the same thing. And personnel that's best suited for three four, you know, you got that extra help on the second level. You got four linebackers in there. You know, moving to the four three, you gotta have you, you gotta have three guys in there. That are gonna make up for that fourth guy. Constantly swapping back and forth is the problem. And he mentioned Carolina. Well, the one thing about Carolina is they kept Rivera, the head coach. They kept Ron right. for and a after long his time. First season there, the Panthers fans were running that dude out of town, just like we did to Doug Marone, just like we did to Dick Duran, just like we did to. Rex Ryan, just like we did to Chan Gailey, just like the Bills fans do to literally everybody who comes in here and can't win 10 or more games. And you know what's funny is that people are like, you know, you got to fire Knicks. It's time to elevate Whaley. Is it time to elevate Whaley? That's what we're seeing on the radio. Is it time to elevate? Oh, okay. Well, now he's here. And what do you know? The timer is up around the three, four fucking year mark. Time to get rid of him. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Is his job? Oh, my God. I mean, yo, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, Doug Whaley finds some of the best value. But, unfortunately, it hasn't been in the draft. It's been in free agency, like like you and Drew were talking about earlier in the show. 
and this is this is where he really has to turn around his reputation as a draft guy. He needs to go in here and get a first rounder that that can nail it right out the gate. Now, last year Shaq Lawson, maybe they knew, maybe they didn't, but we didn't we didn't get a full season out of him. And and here's one thing that I'm hoping for Doug Whaley because I still I still think Doug Whaley's done a pretty good job. All in all, with all the with all the variables that we've already talked about, the ownership changes, the coaching changes, the scheme changes, switching back and forth on on defensive philosophy so much, I think he's done all right. Again, free agency his, definitely his strong suit, or strong strong suit rather. Um, sitting here staring at this hotel, yeah, and, and, and I just want a suite. My biggest problem with uh, bashing on Doug Whaley was really. Um, the fact that the talent's there, but the salary cap shit is kind of starting to get to me. And, and to the regular listeners, you know, I don't, I don't like to go down this road. But now it's like, well, who do we restructure coming up? I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Here's the, the thing: we could be we could be looking back at this four weeks into the season. Not think about it. And we could be like, wow, Shaq Lawson, fucking killing it. Sammy Watkins, he looks elite. Whoever we drafted in the first round this year, damn, already making an impact. And we could be like, you know, maybe we weren't, maybe we were wrong. You know, maybe Reggie Ragland steps in and be is you know an immediate contributor. Darby could step up still. I mean, we got good play out of Darby. Um, I, I would say that Robert Woods was a successful draft pick. Kiko Alonso, great rookie season, turned into the Lashawn McCoy trade, like. That's still a Whaley draft pick all day, you know. So it's not that he didn't ever hit. It's just they're not really around recently. And that's what this league comes down to is, like, what have you done for me now? Pretty much. It's always, uh, what have you done for me lately? You're only as good as your last play, man. Yeah, and you know what I don't like is we all are guilty of listing out players that people didn't hit on. Well, are we shocked that you go through two coaching staffs, three defenses, and players aren't sticking? Three three different offenses? Actually, two different offenses between Hackett and Roman. And then Lynn, so I guess some things might have changed under Lynn, but you're not changing terminology. You're not changing your what you're calling the plays by midseason. You don't do that. It's, you just can't. It's like saying, all right, we're going to go speak French now. No, we're not, unless you speak French already, and you might have a little bit of insight on the system. Maybe you took it in, in high school or something in the language. So it's like, no, you don't do that. But, um, you know, it, it's some people have brought up the points that look at the coaches the Bills are fired. They fired Donnie Henderson. Technique slips. You're telling me those defensive backs said didn't say what the fuck's going on here? Right. And You're firing a dog. We've we've talked about how much I thought like Ed Reed was going to come in here and change like the fundamental play of that secondary, and it got worse, which just goes to reinforce my point: Hall of Fame players don't make Hall of Fame coaches necessarily. Um. But, yeah, unless you have anything else, man, I'm about ready to turn in for the night. It's getting late. We're still out here at the at the uh, casino, the the lovely Batavia Downs Raceway. Yeah, 
This is actually the first time I've been been in really? uh, 34 Rush there. Yo, pretty bad. sweet ta- pretty Yo, sweet spot. What like what it. did you see there that you liked? The gold jacket, baby. The gold jacket. I wanted I wanted to put it on, but I'm too fat. Too fat and too sweaty and too greasy and I just didn't earn it, man. I've never I've never ran a football anywhere. <laughs> but uh Yeah, no, it's a real nice setup here and uh good food. Good food. I like the food, man. Yeah, we got free pizza, free wings. Yeah, we got hooked a up. A little tonight. mini voucher. But uh yeah, man. They they treated us real good up here at Batavia Downs. So shout out shout out to them. Um so yeah, guys, this has been uh, Numbills Fan Podcast number one thirteen. I guess you want to wrap us up. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Well, make sure you check us out at numbillsfan.com. Yeah. Follow Dave on Twitter at numbillsfan. Follow me on Twitter at numbillsadamd. You can also follow numbillsfan on Instagram at numbillsfan. Every Wednesday night we do Facebook Live, facebook.com slash numbillsfan. I feel like I've said Numb Bills fan like a thousand times today. It's great. It sucks. But every yeah, every Wednesday night, come get in on the conversation. Give our page a like. You'll get a cute little notification when we go live. Make sure you check out our partners over at PunchDrunkSports.com. Sam Tripoli, Ari Shafir, Jason Tebow. They're doing big things with that podcast. They got a network coming out. We're gonna be covering the Bills on their behalf. It's gonna be awesome. Also, we're proud partners with Shady Rays. They're bringing you the signature edition LaShawn McCoy sunglasses. Go check them out at ShadyRays.com. Use promo code NUMBILLSFAN to save 25% on your first pair. Special thanks to our guest tonight, Drew Gear from the Rockpile Report. Subscribe to them on iTunes. Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you subscribe to us, wherever you're listening to us right now, unless you're at numbillsfan.com, uh, just hit, just type in Rockpile Report. They're killing it. They're Rockpile Report at Twitter or rockpilereport.podbean.com. They're, they got some big things in the works, and I'm so glad we finally got a chance to, to talk with Drew. We've been threatening. We've been talking on Facebook for months, threatening to get together. We were gonna have him on for our our hundredth episode, which actually just turned out to be like a very last second. Like we threw the mics on, didn't do any. We didn't even make like a big deal about a, our hundredth episode, like like I was planning. But whatever. I'm just really glad we finally got that dude on. It was a great talk, and we look forward to working with him again. Thank you so much, Drew. Thank you so much to all the support we've had over the years. Thank you so much for the hater aids out there, for talking mad shit. What goes around comes around. From the hip-hop culture to the underground hardcore world, people can talk shit, but we'll hold our integrity. We won't name drop anybody who's talking shit because I'm a bigger fucking person than you, and we're all here in the room having a great time and laughing. We don't need to be in competition with anybody because we don't give a fuck because we're all making content because everybody we're working with loves the fucking bills. It ain't about what group is bigger or who fucked who or who fucked whose mother. We don't care to fucking sell the same cheesy shit. I don't need to swear all the time. Sorry, I get a little excited. Had a couple to drink. Just saying. And Drew came in here and got me riled up. 
and he's really not a cult guy. Long, long story short, there's a lot of people out there getting paid money to make crap content. There's a lot of us out here doing shit like this. Why tear each other down? Out of, out Why of tear? You know, we hear some things, and you know who you are if you're listening. And we love you, no matter what. We love you too, because we're smiling, and we'll give you a hug and shake your hand when we see you at the games if you ever show up. Yeah, man, we've mad love. We've we don't care. With a lot of different people, and just sometimes, sometimes you move on, and you know, we don't wish ill will on anybody. If you're out here making Bills content, we're watching. We see you. We recognize what you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep grinding. Keep building. We wouldn't have gotten to the point where we're at without everyone who's helped us along the way, and we're grateful for every opportunity that we've ever gotten. Um, so, yeah. Thank you to everybody for all the support, to, for listening, and it really means a lot because we do this organically, and we just like our dumb team, I guess. Hey, that's why we do it, man. So numbillsfan.com, you can find all of our content there, and we'll be back real, real soon with more Authentic Bills Talk. At Numbills Fan on Twitter, at Numbills Adam D. Peace.